This is a Rich Eisen best of. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Let's talk some more ball with an all-pro at his position for the Arizona Cardinals. As we all know, as I keep mentioning, play in the deepest end of the NFL pool, which is the NFC West. Second round selection out of the Pacific Northwest, out of the Washington Huskies program. Um, Bellevue, Washington's pride. Uh, now with the Arizona Cardinals, number 19 on the top 100 players in the NFL list as voted by his peers, Buda Baker, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Did I leave anything out? Was That a, that was a pretty <laughs> comprehensive introduction, if I may say so myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty comprehensive. You, you didn't leave nothing out. I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't leave any of those crumbs on the floor. And I, I do believe I'm not uh, stuttering. I spit truth when I say that you play in the deepest end of the NFL pool, right? NFC West, toughest division in the NFL. I think you'd agree oh, yeah. on that, right? That's facts, for sure. That is facts. Um, what's it like trying to defend Kyler in practice? What's that like? Uh, Oh man, you know it, it's very hard. <laughs> one one play he'll you know roll out and throw the ball. One play he'll roll out and and run the ball. And one play he'll roll out and and throw it a ball another opposite direction. So it's definitely hard. He he has great ac- athleticism. Um, his his ball accuracy is pinpoint. He's doing awesome this camp well i mean and 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 having deandre hopkins to throw to now aj green what's aj green looking like that's an under the radar not many people talking about all that right now Buda yeah Baker. exactly i'm actually cool with not a lot of people talking about it right now just because when the season starts i mean he he looks like aj green that you you once seen before so he's he looks great um very athletic very fast can get in and out of his cuts can be any type of you know ball catch, catcher that you need. Can take intermediate routes. Can also go deep. Um, can stop on a dime. I'm excited to see him play with this with this offense. Are you saying Buda Baker? And I, I, this is not me twisting. I don't do this for, for uh, purposefully. Uh, I, I don't mean to twist your words. So you can refute it if you'd like. Are, are you saying people are sleeping on the Arizona Cardinals? Is that what you just were? were oh, for me, hey, I'm I'm not really a, a much of a guy that you know to have hype around the team. I'm not really, you know, I, I let that go in one ear and out the other. So at the end of the day, everyone's zero and zero right now, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're just going to take it day by day, week by week, and, um, you know, everything will take care of itself. Okay, toughest quarterback in the NFL for you to defend, decipher, figure out. You know that it's going to be quite a week going into the game is, is who? Who would you? Oh, I mean, I don't even have to think about that. For me, it's Russell Wilson going against him twice a year. It's just a guy who, you know, they're offensive players. They run their route, and you might, you know, lock onto their route, and then once it, once Russell gets out the pocket, it's kind of like flyers up. You know, those receivers start running everywhere, left and right and up and down, back down, and Russell just throws pinpoint accuracy ball every time to whatever receiver he's he's going to. So that's definitely hard. And also his, you know, um, running ability. He, you know, he doesn't have a lot of turnovers. Um, he takes care of the ball. And I would definitely say Russell Wilson. Yeah, you guys have uh, quite a battle whenever you face one another. There's no question about all that. No doubt about it. So that's, the, I mean, you didn't, you didn't have to take two seconds to think about that one. You just basically no. said Russ is cooking. 
So does it, does it get, does it like what, what sensibility does that give a, a defender, um, you know, frustration when he's out the gate again, you know, I mean, that sort of thing where you got to turn around, you got to deal with obviously someone like Metcalf. We know, we know about him and, and Lockett that he's now out the gate. That's a, what's the word that you would use to describe your, your day? Um, like I would, I mean, I always talk about how Russell's a Houdini, you know, um, one play he, he throws a, a deep ball pinpoint actually to DK Metcalf and the next play, you know, they, they all run deep and next thing you know, he's taking it and running with it for a good 15, 20 yards. And as a DB, especially, especially a safety who's, you know, in the very back trying to make sure Russell can't throw deep balls. And then next thing you know, he, he's he's cutting it up and, and taking off for a good 15, 20 yards and having to break and try and chase Russell Wilson after covering the receivers for five seconds. It's, it's definitely challenging. So I, w- I would say Russell is a Houdini. <laughs> Buda Baker here on the Rich Eisen Show. What would you think of your, your spot on the 100 uh, list from the NFL Network, 19th overall? What would you think of that? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was it was cool. Um, like I said, I don't really let a lot of that stuff get into my mind. Um, it's definitely a blessing to you know have guys think of me this type of way. And for me, I hold myself to a high standard, and I I focus on getting better each and every day. It's a me versus me mentality, and uh, you know after the season hits, all the accolades will come, and it's definitely a true blessing. But for me, you know, I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a top five player in this league. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's definitely a blessing to be at 19, and it's good starting point from last year. So this is a whole new year and a whole new squad, and I'm, I'm just excited for this season. Yeah, I'm looking, I don't see anybody who plays your position above you, right? I don't see anybody there, do I? Did I miss somebody? On that front, yeah, yeah, I don't. I think I was. I think I was number one in my position, yeah. which is definitely a blessing. It's definitely cool, and you know, it's definitely to have. You know, definitely cool to see and and watch on TV and all that type of stuff. But for me, it's like it, it's next year mentality, and I'm I'm excited for this year and trying to get this team better than you know what we were last year. Buda Baker, two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, not too shabby. Number 19 on the all-time list for somebody drafted in the second round, but just as recently as 2017 from the Arizona Cardinals here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, JJ just came off the PUP. Uh, what's it been like to have J.J. Watt uh, added to this team when he personally chose you? I mean, he had I'm sure he had tons of options. It also included his hometown team and a team with his brother on it. And he's like, I'm going to Arizona. What did that mean to you? Oh, man, it's definitely exciting, you know, to have another guy like that on the D-line that's going to cause havoc in the run game, in the pass game. Man, it makes my job as a, as a safety a lot easier. You know, I'm accustomed to having a, you know 100 plus tackles each and every year, which is you know great, great doing my job. But at the end of the day, it's definitely exciting to have an, another playmaker in JJ Watt. You know, a guy who's been doing this for a long time to be on our team to match with you know guys like you know uh, Chandler Jones and you know Marcus Golden. Corey Peters, our, our D-line is, is very stacked. Jordan Phillips, I definitely feel like our D-line has got better, and I'm excited to see what we're going to be able to do. Well, I mean, what you're going to be able to do is start off against the Tennessee Titans. I, I think you know who might be coming downhill that day, right? Um, oh, yeah. Buddha, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, on King Henry uh, maybe trying to go back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons here? What are your thoughts hey, on that? Hey, that... Hey, that is a good, you know, uh, a good goal for him to have. Yes. And What's your for goal? Me, 
What's your goal? My goal, my goal is to not, you know, not <laughs> allow a lot of yards. I mean, he's definitely one of the best running backs. Um, our goal is to definitely stop the run. That's what we're going to have to do first. They can give that ball to him 20, 30 times a game. So we got to stop that run because if we don't stop it, they're just going to keep running it and running it and running it. So I thought you were uh, stop that run. I thought you were saying the one thing you want to try to avoid is being that poster where his, <laughs> with his arm extended that we've seen him oh, do. Oh no, no, nah, nah, not people. at all. I'm not worried about that. I, I, I know I, I've seen that before. I, I know what I'm going against. <laughs> do you go high or low on on somebody like Derrick Henry? What do you do? Um, I mean, me being a smaller safety, yes. um, I'm definitely you definitely got to hit those thigh boards. Um, <laughs> low, low, definitely got to hit those thigh boards. If if you hit high nine times out of ten, he's gonna run you over. So that's just the laws of physics, though. So with me, uh, just velocity, speed, hit them thigh boards and wrap up most definitely. Because if I don't wrap up, he couldn't run you over again. You know. <laughs> At the end of the day, he you might hit his sideboards, and he will keep running. So you got to wrap up on a guy like Derrick Henry okay. for sure. So what's the goal? Are you guys talking Super Bowl? Like, how does that conversation go in your locker yeah. room? What are, do, yeah, do for the, us, I mean, of course, every, each and every team wants to win a Super Bowl. Yes, sir. But you can't win a Super Bowl in week one. So for us, we just got to take it day by day. You know, we're going through camp right now. We have one more preseason game taking it day by day, week by week, and all that Super Bowl talk, playoff talk, that will all come if we can continue to keep it day by day, week by week, and have that you know mentality that we're going to compete each and every day, each and every week, and you know all that, all those accolades and all those you know big things that teams want to do, that will all come in time. Any conversation within your locker room about the emphasis on taunting and the 15-yard flags that we're seeing thrown in the preseason so far, Buddha? Any conversation about that? At yeah, all? there's definitely definitely emphasis uh, for sure. Um, you know, like looking down on players after making a play. You know, I've seen a lot of refs. You know, uh, bear down on that. So definitely not doing that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, we can still be excited. We can still cheer. You know, be happy. We just don't gotta, you know, go face to face with the opposite players. So we're still gonna celebrate now, but you know, it's still, it's it's a way of celebrating. Okay. Uh, how much did you celebrate when Jamal Adams signed for that amount of money in Seattle, Buddha? Oh man, that was that was awesome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Player. So, how quickly do you call your agent when something <laughs> like that happens, Buddha? I mean, for me, I, I you know, I kind of. I kind of had marked up the, my deal. I got my deal done last year, so right. of course it's always going to go up. So mm. for him, no, I just, just again, I know you're taken care of, and I don't mean to stir any trouble for your team at all. But yeah, no, you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, whenever I see a deal in in my business, <laughs> you know, um, my agent gets a phone call. You know, hey. usually in about yeah. a half an hour. You know, I I, yeah. I try to be present for my children, Buddha. I'll be honest with yeah. you. But, you know, my agent hears from me. The, the, that, that caller ID is going to show up with my number. That's for yep. sure. You know. Yep. <laughs> so the Prez getting pizzayed, that, uh, and, and you can be able to point. That's what I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. You know, hey, he gets paid. I mean, next, next guys coming up are going to be the, you know, the Fitzpatricks, the Eddie Bate, the, the Bates, all those guys. So, you know, when, when my time comes again in three years, three, four years, We'll see what happens, but right now I'm definitely blessed on my uh, my deal, and um, I'm just excited for this season. 
Well, congrats on uh, the the start of your career, Buddha. Uh, congrats on that. And uh, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but you and I have something in common. Are you aware that we've? Oh, what do we have in common? Well, you know, I run the, I run the forty yard dash at the NFL Scouting Combine um, <laughs> in my suit and tie. I already know where you're going with this, Rich. And and, and no, you're a smart guy. You you you're pro. You're you're an all pro because you anticipate Buddha. So I I expect you know where I'm going with this. But you know that my 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 colleagues uh, superimpose me, simulcam me on on the actual participants of the combine. So uh, I've been tracked down by DK Metcalf in my career. Is where I'm going on that. Front. So uh, you know, um, I I I feel you. I feel you, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I had Patrick Peterson, your former teammate on the show last year, and I don't know if he did, in fact, deliver uh, my support to you at the time, but I was thinking of you and <laughs> Buddha. I'll be honest with you, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no question. It was just, you know, I was just, uh, just bringing it up just to be that guy, I guess. You there? Hey, you know, hey, it's all right. Everyone brings it up, and I'm I'm completely fine with Please. that. It's, it's a great meme. Um, but you know, I, my funniest meme that I saw was yes, uh, it was um, it was like uh, I was tequila. Yes. And um, like DK Metcalf was like somebody else, and it 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 was funny. It was some some type of meme. I've seen all the memes. I've seen all the jokes about it. It's definitely funny. And for me, uh, hey, all I know is that INT went on to my stat book and yes, he got did. a win that week. So and, that was definitely good. And based on what you said before, Russell being your toughest challenge, you're the one who stepped in front of his pass, Buddha, right? That is well. Hey, I picked up Russell Wilson, a guy who doesn't turn the ball over much. Go. So, uh, hey. I'm, hey, and, and like I said, um, I, I've, I've been there. And uh, he... <laughs> I have been there, and I've been in a suit, and you were in your uniform, and you're terrific at what you do. I just figured, you know, I didn't know if Patrick brought it up. I, I feel you, and you're yeah, terrific at yeah. what you do. And I, I looked at the NFL Network Top 100. I didn't see my name on the list, so it's all good. It's all good. Hey, no, you're good. You're good. Thank I saw you. your name on the list, I think. I think you were, you were 101. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the outside looking in, but I've, you know what? There's always next year. There's always next year. Exactly. There's always next year. Good luck this year, Buddha. Let's chat uh, when you ball out and uh, and when not, just to stay in touch. I appreciate the chat and the call today. Sounds good. Appreciate you. You got Absolutely. it. There's Buddha Baker, everybody. He's uh, just his uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, fifth year in the NFL, but he's also one of those guys who's just, what's your question? <laughs> he was waiting. You want me to jump like, in? You got a question, like, Rich? A I like that there? guy, man. Man, oh, tough please. not to like him. I like Buddha Baker, man. Please. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is a Rich Eisen Best Up. When I heard that this man was joining the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine for its final season, I'm like, what a no-brainer. Fantastic. No-brainer. Uh, I mean, just fantastic. Again, one of our favorites back here on the Rich Eisen Show. New episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine airs Thursdays, 8 Eastern on NBC. The great John C. McGinley. How are you, John? I'm never better. Hello, Chris. Hello, Rich. <laughs> how are you doing, John? I see. What's up, I'm brother? Firm. I'm fighting gravity. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> and you're probably winning on a you're surfboard. Probably, you're winning. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, right, I am. Hashtag <laughs> winning. Well, you you have the tiger blood back from the uh, from the days of platoon, right, uh, John? Well, more than that. My father was an All-American uh, with Chuck McNerick at the University of Pennsylvania. He got drafted by the Eagles, but he was on the ROTC program at uh, Pennsylvania, so he had to go drive tanks in a peacetime army in Linz, Austria, but I got some of that. I got some of. They called him Red because he had this shocking red hair. I got some of Red Dog's blood. And uh, people used to ask my father all the time, "How do you stay stay in shape, Jerry?" Yeah. And he uh, he, has, uh, he put uh, he put his voice way in the back of his throat, and he'd say, "Never get out." That's how I stay in shape. Never get out. <laughs> That's great advice. That's great advice. <laughs> That's great advice. That's actually very sound advice, John. Never get out. Very sound advice. I meant what I said in my introduction to you. Uh, what a coup that you're in Brooklyn Nine-Nine to, in their final season. That had to be a total no-brainer yes blast for you, John, to, it was a, to do. A fair catch. It was a complete fair catch. At the, end of February, <laughs> they, the guy who's in charge of that thing is Dan Gore. He's the executive producer, and they sent me four episodes of this arc. And it was pretty much uh, this character, Frank O'Sullivan's Archie Bunker meets Yosemite Sam. And that's just... <laughs> low-hanging fruit for Johnny C. And yes, I third person myself like Ricky Henderson. And it was just, it was money. I mean, you give me, then they give me five weeks to go over the material, and I can pretty much do the Manhattan directory if you give me five weeks. And so I, I walked over into Culver City and just tore the cover off that thing. <laughs> it's like the spinning curve in the zone. You just took it right out to left center, and it's over. So yeah, it was like the Aldous Chapman's pitch last night. Uh, oh, wow. 
Peralta right, came in and saved my life. That that ninth inning, uh, John. I'm clenching my fist now, even thinking about it. It was so it was so rack- nerve wracking. But eleven straight W's for the pinstripers, John. I that, know, but Odor's got to make that throw for the love of God. Uh, well, Ozzy Albies, you're referring to him beating it out. Like you can't just crow crow hop and just lollipop Correct. here when Ozzy Albies is picking it up, putting it down. What a, that ninth inning was insane last night. Insane. I, I swear to God, Rich, I was playing my fingernails. Oh, my gosh. For those, for those of us who have been through the ups and downs of this Yankee season, yes. that was like the old Giant teams when we'd have a 14-point, the New York football Giants, when yes. the, we'd have a 14-point 14, 14 lead in the third, and we'd lose. Right. And then also, but the, the championship years, both Giants championship years with Coughlin, you, you, and certainly, you know, obviously we know what happened in the Parcells years. They're, they're you know... They're never that fifteen and one. Yeah, I expect it, and then they complete it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 always the you 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 don't think it's going to happen, and then it comes in. It they 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 connect um, week fifteen, and they go on a run, and Eli beats Brady, and those are the two championships. As a wild card. Yeah, every time, man. Every and, time. I was at the game out in San Francisco, uh, and that was just uh, phenomenal. It was just. Unbelievable! The, the tie game that went into overtime. Yes, and then uh, the, you know, because you you know, obviously the Giants have got some history with the 49ers and and all those playoff years. I got John C. McGinley here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. What do you what do you think the Giants? See? I, I, I've been saying more more often than not here from this chair on this show that the New York Giants are one of the shrug emoji teams, if not the shrug emoji team of really? the 2021 season. Yeah, I, it feels I, stacked to me. And Kyle Rudolph feeling better and. I don't know, but also the line could be terrible. And Saquon, we haven't seen. Daniel Jones, we have no idea how, if he's progressed. Well, They've hidden the ball on us in a way. You know, will Tony be the the the, the kid that they drafted out of Florida that they hope to be? Kenny Galladay, we've never seen play a snap for the Giants before in a regular season game. I mean, you know, is, Eng- is Ingram going to take the step forward? The defense return in a manner like they finished last year. Joe Judge, you got to trust what he's what he's cooking there. It seems like they are buying it. Um that said, you know, it, it can it can work out. Like they can win this division, I think. I agree. You know? Especially if, if your man down in Dallas is not is not calling the signals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna I, I think he's gonna play. I think Dak's gonna play. I just don't know how healthy he's gonna be. You know, and then and then I I, I think the biggest competition's Washington, John C. I do too. I like I like what the you know, fits in that offense and how that defense plays. they're We've got Ron Rivera on tomorrow's show, which is another great way of me to promote it right now here. But Oh, he's tremendous. I, Come on. I know. Like, I'd run through drywall for that guy if he was my coach. <laughs> I, I would, too. I would, too. So, let me okay. ask you this, Rich. Let me ask you a personal question. Yes, John. What do you again. do, having hosted the program uh, once with Suze, Yes. Uh, it's heavy lifting down there. I know yes. I know what you guys are doing every day. It's, yes. it, you guys make it look like a magic trick Thank you, because John. you're not working that hard. But it's... It's heavy lifting. Let me ask you this personal question. Yes. What do you do when A, a guest only has one-syllable responses, or B, <laughs> is profoundly uninteresting? How do you pivot? How do you, I know you're, a, you're nimble. You're nimble. Have you seen yourself lately? <laughs> you're cerebrally nimble. I love you. Well, it's, that's the work part of it, but, you know, uh, I, I, do you do? I, I, I have 
just like, you know, uh, other folks who do what they do for a living, like you do what you do for a living, I'm sure you watch other people and you take something from that and take something from this and put it all together, is I've, I've, I've seen so many talk show hosts do what they do that that's where you got to take over and push the pedal to the metal a little bit. Or What does that mean? Well, you I mean you got to take the reins and try and be entertaining and force the issue, and you're the ones who need to bring the energy to the conversation as opposed to have it as just a conversation. And who you know? did you watch in our generation who had the biggest... Costas is not old enough for you to have watched. Who'd you watch oh. that had the, big, the biggest... Carson? Well, I, I grew up watching Carson as a kid. Um, and you know, I, I just remember closing my door to go to sleep and, you know, hearing Carson on in my parents' room across the hallway. Uh, Letterman is, you know, obviously somebody who I would watch, but you don't, you don't normally take too many tips from him, you know, interview wise, you'd take it comedically. Um, but the one for me that I, I, I take from in terms of you have to know when to push the pedal and when not is, is John Stewart. That's the guy. He's recently pretty he's a jersey guy pretty pretty darn great you know uh, just why I, I i was on the daily show as a as an interviewee one time with him and it was the worst i've ever been as a panel guest why? and because i tried to be funny and i and i just realized like you, you don't need to be the funny he's the funny you should just bring the interest and he would be in he, he, yeah it, i buy that that's and i blew it oh god did i blow it i i i my guys here know that I, I I talk about it all the time. It's a it's a regret. Like I wish I could go back in a time machine and tell myself, take a shot of Novocaine to the head and just tell myself to shut the f up. Don't and just you let think him he gets it. back in the saddle? I hope so. Well, I think he's doing something coming up soon, right? I I, I, I don't know. I it's don't know. An HBO it's, thing. It's, it's, it cries. So I'm sure he has all the dough he needs. But at some point, I mean, if you're if you're healthy and young, you want to you want to get in the game a little bit. I agree. John C. McGinley here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. You know who I spoke to? He was on the show the other day, and I did a seven-minute segment with him on parallel parking because he had just, just when he just dialed up the, 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 the show, he was trying to find a parking spot. I think you might have actually seen it on Twitter. It was your, I did. your colleague from, uh, from stage and screen, uh, Bobby Cannavale, um, when he was trying to find a parking spot. And I thought of you too, John, because I, 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 I remember watching you and him and Al Pacino on Broadway do Glen Gary, Glen Ross together with Richard Schiff. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was the greatest experience. It was the most exciting experience of my life. We only agreed to do 100 performances. And uh, so every night we were at that tiny theater, the Schoenfeld on 45th Street, which is right. in, in the context of Broadway houses, it's about 1,000 seats. And so, in other words, if you go see The Lion King, that's about 3,500 seats. So that's a barn. And the, the Schoenfeld's very vertical, so the audience is right on top of you. And that ensemble of, of Jeremy Seamus and, and David Harbour and Al and, and Bobby and Richard, I mean, there's a bunch of all-stars. And every night it was rock and roll because I think people came to see Al, and then you come to find out that it's the greatest contemporary play, American play, written for men. And that, that first act is 31 minutes, and you're having a cigarette out on 31st, 31st Street, 34th. And I'm sorry, 45th Street. And you, you, all of a sudden, 31 minutes went past. And you didn't know what happened. And uh, unlike the movie, which is kind of very casual, yes. when they're organizing the robbery uh, in the first act at the uh, at the Chinese restaurant, it's you know, it's a rainy night, and it's James Foley directed it, and it's kind of casual. And then, of course, all hell breaks loose. But uh, they asked David to put a special. David Mamet, who wrote it, they had asked him to put. He told me this. They asked him to put a special effect 
to get the movie going, like an explosion or something. And he wrote the Alec Baldwin diatribe. <laughs> that's, that's the, that, that's that was the explosion. That's that, not in the play. And Alec's character is a threat off stage in the play, which won the Pulitzer. And when they asked him to do the movie, they said, we really need something to get this thing going. And so I did talk radio with Alec, and I call him Alibaba. And they just put Alibaba's uh, rant in that first one that everybody quotes nonstop. And uh, that's, that's how David solved that problem. So they wanted a special effect, like an they actual... A special like effect a, and nothing. I mean, it, Alec, just the biggest special effect on the planet. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that about you the story. You action and get out of Alec's eyeline. You got to... You got something to work with. Oh my God! Always be closing. Call, you know, call, all you, that's not in the play. None that's of that's all in the play. An offstage threat. That is incredible. So what? What you got a good Pacino story? Or you and Bobby and him together, or something like that, or what it was like to, you well, know, obviously. I had just spent uh, almost six months with Al, with uh, Al down in Miami, and then in um, the old Texas Stadium on any given Sunday, and so I, I'm pretty sure that's why I, I got offered the play because really. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Johnny Cusack, who's the the fourth McGinley brother, right. had they had done City Hall together. And before going down in Miami, I go, John, tell me about Al. What what, what should I do with Al? And he goes, You got to go knock on his door, and that's what you got to do because he just, you know, he's Al. He spends he's in that trailer. He can't go anywhere. He's an icon. And I said, This sounds like a setup. Like I'm going to knock on his door, and and, and some mafia guy's going to, you know, punch me in the esophagus. And he goes, <laughs> no, no, no. You got to go knock on the door. And so I go down to Miami, I knock on Al's door, he answers, and I'm like, it's Al Pacino. And so I go in there, and we proceeded to have this uh, unbelievably gracious, lovely friendship for five months. And then cut to a year or so later, the phone rang, and they said, you know, they want you to play Dave Moss on Broadway, Dow. And I'm like, uh, just say say when. That's right. Say when. <laughs> yes. And this was, five or, this was five months before the Hurricane Sandy would show up in New York, which bought us two weeks of previews uh, because the obviously the city was just d- destroyed by the the hurricane, and so it was it was one of those once in a lifetimes that was bucket list stuff, and it would you'd be silly to put that on your bucket list because it's never going to happen, and so that one that one came along, and uh, I moved the whole family to New York for the run of the play, and everything that could possibly have gone right went right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, being in the audience one night for that was mesmerizing. It was as advertised. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen live, and, and that was incredible. Plus, Bobby, Bobby, on your show the other day, because mm. he's probably one of the five best actors on the planet, mm. the three best actors on the planet, Bobby, you know, when people go, well, I, I'd watch him read the phone book. This was a guy parking a car, and it was genius radio. Parking a car. That's tantamount to reading people's digits. And the guy, it was, and you, yes. you were such a mensch, you go, you, you couldn't have been more interested. And I oh, could tell you weren't oh, faking man. it. No, no, I was, I was not, because yeah. I, I am so fascinated by parking. I really am. I'm a New Yorker. I mean, I've, I've, I have been in places where you, you're, if somebody on the street is trying to save a spot for somebody else, that is, that is untenable. This is not going to stand. You know, this, you must move. Bobby said he gave him the look. He gave him the look. And then this person then told him that he would not be able to pull off the parallel parking job, which is just another level of competition that you're adding on top. I was fascinated by it. Unbelievable. Uh, sent you that picture afterwards and it's true he should not have been able to pull into that spot no the car behind them is so screwed i mean that is that's incredible it's a way 
It's funny. The postscript. The postscript is because uh, he was texting me the next night about Luke Voigt being on fire, and um, and so I texted. I, I just responded. I'm like, "How's your car doing?" And he <laughs> he then responded with a photograph of himself stepped outside to take a picture of him. He had repositioned the car proudly directly in front of his house. That's so he, when you know someone's a good actor. That's when, it. <laughs> when they can make parking a car really great radio. <laughs> That, that's a good actor. Like radio. He wasn't even like in studio or anything. He's oh, on the phone. Oh, my gosh. Right. You're, Dang. you're put, put put that guy in. Put, put him in the ensemble. You're the same guy, John. Uh, congrats on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine spot, the arc. It's terrific. You're great. It's great. Johnny, All Point Break was on last night. How Ooh. often you catch yourself watching that? What was on? I didn't hear you. Point Break was on HBO last night. Well, you know what's so great? Point Break is that it's a, it's an exploration of, of testosterone and, ad, and adrenaline, right? Directed by Catherine, which makes it infinitely more interesting than if it was just bad guys running around Venice and, and Santa Monica. That Catherine directs that and then goes on to direct Hurt Locker uh, and stays kind of in that groove makes it twice as interesting. Plus, Patrick is so gifted in that movie. Amazing. So, where did uh, Daniel Jeremiah, um, our NFL Network uh, analyst Chris Brockman, where did where did he put where, where, where did he put? Good question. I feel like Johnny Utah Johnny was because we had. Oh we, yeah, no, I heard him break. That was a genius segment. Yeah, he yeah, broke but down. Was he after um, Willie, Willie Beeman? Beeman? I feel like he was after Willie Beeman. He could have been after Willie Beeman. Yeah, I buy that. But you got to give Keanu credit because he does another movie where the about the scabs. Um, yeah, the replacements with Gene right? Hackman. Yeah. With Hackman, he was in the so, replacement. Oh, I mean, Keanu didn't shy away from that, but but also, but you, you got to remember, Jamie's an unbelievably gifted athlete, so it's it's kind of tricky. All right, last one. I'll take a shot here. Did you ever work with Hackman? Have you ever worked with Gene Hackman? No, well, never I didn't did. Get huh? to. That's a huge regret. But it never the, the opportunity else. never presented itself either. Man. In other words, I wasn't right for Hoosiers. What else would That's I? That's right. Well, it's it funny. Just, the, the story that we, we had David Onspaugh, the director oh, the of best. Hoosiers, on. He called in one time, and the montage scene from Hoosiers where they're beginning to win, right? And if you remember, they're beginning to win, and there's a montage, and they win a basketball game, and they run off together, and then they're on the bus, and then they're on the bench. There's a shot where Hackman is laughing with Dennis Hopper on the bench, and they put that in the montage. And David Onspaugh said that the montage shot was so good and it was from a moment that they were not ready to really roll when Hackman turned to Hopper and said, this movie's going to be so bad, it's going to be our last or we should soak it in. It's going to ruin our careers. It's going to ruin our careers. And Hopper <laughs> laughed at the line yeah. and it was such a great moment that they put it in the movie, obviously without the sound. Yeah, I don't know how many stories David told you about Barbara Hershey and Gene on that, but that was... Uh... There was some oil and water on that set, baby. <laughs> there was some oil and water, Daddy. So you're saying Hickory came together as a team better than the than the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was allowed to say or not say, but oh man! Wow, that was an uphill slog, Daddy. <laughs> you take care of yourself, John C. McGinley. Let's keep doing this. I love All our chat. I'll see you around campus. Right back at you. <laughs> okay, there's John C. McGinley. Every at John C. McGinley. Oh, what a legend. Oh, 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is a Rich Eisen best of. Trust the process. Trust the system. Because at least you've got Bill there with that steady hand who knows what's going on. And again, Josh McDaniels. So my question for you is, would you rather have Bill and his trusty hand? (laughs) Bill's trusty hand? Bill's trusty hand with a young quarterback who you drafted that might not be as flashy but it's a perfect mix, or would you rather have what Bears fans have, which is the flashy quarterback that you wanted. Exciting, 21st century. But the hand is that of Matt Nagy's. Which one would you rather have? Well, I'd rather have the guy with the six trophies. Okay. (laughs) And the eight rings boat. Which brings me to the the spot in the NFL world where the pressure just went up because Bill is going in with Mac. We're waiting to see what's happening in San Francisco. Trey Lance has got a banged up finger out a week, which pretty much tells you it's going to be Jimmy G week one. That's fine because you know we're going to see Lance. You know Kyle Shanahan's going to get Lance in the mix, period, because he's such a weapon with his legs and his arms that, yes, He's going to be inside a red zone near you very soon. Jets and the Jaguars knew you were going to be in. But that leaves one guy sitting there saying not yet with his bright, shiny, first-round drafted quarterback. Not yet, fans. There's still more cooking in the oven. The bake's not done yet. (laughs) In the great American football bake show, (laughs) we're, we're, we're we're still not there yet. Boy, is this going to only serve to ratchet, ratchet up the pressure, pressure in Chicago. What's Nagy thinking? And sure enough, sure enough, after the Cam Newton news hit, Andy Dalton started trending on Twitter. <laughs> yep. Sure enough. And yep. <laughs> laugh all you want. This is exactly what I was talking about when I thought that Matt Nagy, and I told it to the coach, 
thought you will not have. I don't think you're going to have the space, the room to go through an entire season with your guys sitting and your veterans starting just like you wanted to replicate because you saw it with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you're going to have that benefit, that luxury. The phrase from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the best Star Trek. Yes. Oh. All right? Oh, it is. At me, at Rich Eisen, the best Star Trek. (laughs) 100%. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. At one point, Khan tells Kirk, time is a luxury you do not have. (laughs) Actually, Admiral Kirk, which kind of surprised him that he was admiral. He got... got He got promoted to Admiral, which is a big moment in the film. I digress. Time is a luxury (laughs) that Matt Nagy, I don't believe, is going to have. And yes, I just equated Matt Nagy with Khan. Cordoba. The Chrysler Cordoba. Exactly. I I don't believe he's going to have it. And the fact that Cam Newton's cut, Mac Jones starts now in New England, giving us... Three week one rookie starters. Three. And we're all just excusing San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan has that cachet and they did go to the Super Bowl two years ago and they are starting that guy who went to the Super Bowl with them two years ago. And Lance, we know, is going to still get in there. Justin Fields is going to be there with a clipboard and an earbud standing there on Sunday Night Football while Andy Dalton takes the slings and arrows of the Los Angeles Rams defense. Andy Dalton... Says it's his time, it better be his time because if not, that pressure is going to be jacked up. And the guy who sat Trubisky for Foles last year and put Foles in when Trubisky was technically in the win loss column, a winning quarterback, that guy is going to sit back and try to be patient. I don't think he's going to have that luxury. That's not going to happen. Then when do you put him in there? When do you put him in there? Telling you, deep end of the pool for somebody who's been through it. Unless you don't think, again, I already gave you the reality on the ground that you need to see to sit your rookie starter. You need to see a run game that can't protect him, an offensive line that can't protect him, and his inability to protect himself because of defensive schemes confusing him. That may be the one that sits Fields, as you saw him get blown up in a preseason game against the Bills. Lost his helmet. Run game can protect. The line might not be able to. I don't know. And all I know is that we haven't even played a down with Andy Dalton as a starter in Chicago, and he's trending because there are Bears fans who want it to happen now and that is a metric and the decision making skills for a guy who's you know a couple years removed from his coach of the year award but doesn't have the wherewithal the there's no in Matt we trust in Chicago like there is in New England what pressure is Belichick going to feel from the outside zero Urban zero Shanahan zero Robert Sala even with the New York Jets zero This one's a different ball of wax. Isn't that amazing how it works? (laughs) But that's how it works. That's no joke. People are freaking out over the weekend 
over um, the first initial application of the new emphasis in uh, the National Football League from the officiating department. Mm -hmm. So there are new rules that are instituted, and then there are the dreaded uh, emphasis. Points of emphasis. Points of emphasis. Yeah. And what the league will say is the rules are on the book. We're just making sure that we will emphasize this gets called. And this year, the old point of emphasis is the taunting penalty. 15 yards for taunting. And um, there was a run that took place in the Colts, right? The Colts versus Panthers game. Yeah. And uh, I forget the name of the the runner. Um, he A heck of a run, an old angry run, which brings me to point out that Kyle Brandt will be on the show on Wednesday as our first guest on Wednesday's show. Benny LeMay, Rich. Benny LeMay. Benny LeMay. What, well, he found out what you may not do <laughs> I know. in the NFL, and that is... <laughs> Have fun. Huh? Have fun. <laughs> well, it's not fun. They don't want you looking down at somebody and doing anything. You don't, if you're going to celebrate, turn around. Look away. Look away. Come on. Don't, I'm hideous. D- <laughs> look away. Ah. Look away. To quote Chris Brockman, what are we doing here? Now, now Thank you, what, what are we doing here? You carried like seven dudes. Yeah. What it sounds like. What it sounds like is an owner or two in the competition committee is watching from wherever he is watching or she is watching mm-hmm. and wherever their family members are watching um, and thinking, that stinks. That shouldn't be in our in our game. And they made a call from the competition committee and had it approved that we're going to cut this stuff out. Now, I remember when they made a rule about the celebration penalties. No props. Remember that? Oh, yeah. You can't use props. Can't use. That was the height of Chad doing all that. That was the height of, yeah, stuff. Chad yeah. taking the. Um, pylon and using it as like a putter, mini putter right was, all of those that were the good old days can't use the ball as a prop can't Jacket. go to the ground can't go anything i, I remember i went can't up to place my, a cell phone i remember <laughs> i went up i went up to mike Pereira, who was the head of nfl refs at the time and i remember i saw mike this was in tampa florida i remember this exactly happened where it happened because i was right i'm like you're making a mistake and his response to me was well you need to then reach out to all the youth football, and high school coaches, the letters that we get from them saying, you guys need to knock it off because it's happening at our level and it's it's teaching kids the wrong thing to do. So you need to help us out. And I'm wondering, I don't know, I haven't reached out, I don't know for sure. I'm wondering if this might be a, a coming from that spirit intent as well i don't know all i know is that if you are sitting at home and having the same reaction as tj jefferson and brockman and saying that this is awful and no fun and anything like that the good news is the preseason is the moment in which you see a flag for benny lemay (laughs) benny lemay that's you see the flags now to let everybody know knock it off I don't think you're going to see it in the regular season. If you see, if you remember, remember a couple of years ago, the point of emphasis was something to do with making sure that the player hits in the right spot 
and def- and oh, the yeah. defense that the rule of emphasis was it's on you as the defender to find the right strike zone. Mm-hmm. And in the preseason, all sorts of flags yeah. were coming out, and you're like, oh my god. And there was one preseason weekend, I think it was about four or five years ago, that people were going nuts. How terrible is this going to be? Yeah. And then the regular season starts, and we don't see oh, same thing too. Those with calls. The, the running back with their head down, right? That, that with that running got, back yeah. with their head down, the running back initiating contact that outside of the, the tackle, penalty on the running back, and we're all flipping out. Yeah. And then it really didn't materialize in the regular season. The problem is, is when the point of emphasis stuff goes a little overboard in the regular preseason and still goes into the regular season, that's when Tom Brady has to tweet out during the middle of a Thursday night game, all these holding penalties are insane. It makes the game unwatchable. And then it goes away. It went away. So, so, (laughs) if you think the taunting stuff is beyond the pale and the no fun league, wait till next week in the preseason. You're going to see it. My prediction is you're going to see it tons more next week where they're telling the officials, you see anything of a player flexing, barking, looking, staring down at an opponent, especially down at an opponent. Opponent down on ground, player flexing, staring, barking, standing above said player, an eye contact is made, that's your 15-yard penalty. And I bet you every single coach in every single meeting room is pointing out Benny LeMay, to everyone saying, knock it off. If you want to flex and bark, turn around and do it away from the guy you just beat. Then we're cool. And I know you think this might be a little too much. I don't know where it's coming from. That's my prediction. And if it does get too much during the regular season, have Tom Brady tweet about it. Fixed. (laughs) Done. Because that's what happened a couple years ago. That's a fact. The point of emphasis on holding. Oh, Brady yeah. tweeting out, this oh, is yeah. unwatchable. Yeah. Finished. Poof. Like Kaiser Soze, 21 years, <laughs> 26 years ago, gone. Oh, God.